0: Welcome to Jackalopes Explore. I'm Floyd Whiting.
1: I'm Madison Danforth.
0: I'm Aaron Linden. <laughs> and I'm Steve Sisson. <laughs> and I'm glad you got that one right. Uh, we, had, we had this to do was the second yeah. take. Yeah. Could, the first one was he a disaster. So his name. <laughs> and this is Jackalopes Explore. And today we're going to explore the Travis Walton UFO incident. This was an alleged alien abduction of a forestry worker by the name of travis walton by a ufo on november 5th of 1975 while he was working in a national forest near snowflake arizona now let's just go around the room because i think this is something that uh, uh we need to just uh, get out in the open i myself actually do believe in aliens i do believe that there have been abductions i do believe that the u.s government has had interactions with whatever these things are and uh so I believe it, Aaron. I know you believe really, it. Really, do we have to <laughs> ask? I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, of course.
2: Just by looking at it. Right, him, I right.
3: Mean, he is the alien. Right. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. This this one is kind of the iconic abduction story, I'd really say, is. just yeah. because all of the other witnesses. You don't it's not just one man's tale, you know. And I always go back to the Simpsons where he gets abducted by the aliens and It happens, but before they release him, they say, dip him in gin. You know, and so when he goes home, everybody thinks, oh, he made it up. He was on some sort of stupor, but with all of the rest of the witnesses on this one, that's what's intriguing. Plus we'll get into some of the, what actually happened at the time and what they went back and found in 2014 that lends even more credence to this story. Absolutely.
0: Steve.
2: Uh, I believe there is most likely intelligent life out there somewhere. I don't believe it's ever been here. I don't believe it ever will be here.
0: Really? So you don't believe that they've ever visited Earth? No. What about the congressional hearings about the UFOs?
2: I don't think there's any proof there. I mean, it's, it's like the Tic Tac video. Come on,
1: it's possible. Did you just call it Tic Tac?
2: Yeah, that's what it was called. The, the Tic Tac, it's oh, like a little Tic Tac.
3: It's a t-tack. UFO, yeah. No,
2: oh, yeah, the TikTok. Tac, yeah,
0: on uh, the TikTok, like <laughs> going to the Walmart. You gotta that's get awesome. on that internet and see the, the Tic Tac, <laughs> what about the TikTok. What about you, Madison?
1: I don't buy it.
0: You don't, don't buy don't. any of it at all,
1: no. I don't like I the just,
0: objects the videos, anything like that. No, are you with Steve? You don't think they've been here. You don't think they yeah, exist. I
1: yeah, I just I don't buy it. People uh, have a tendency to make up a lot of things and yeah. have the ability to tr- like make pictures and use lots of A.I. stuff to create. Yeah,
0: but, but not in 1975. Yeah. So, All right. So what happened? According to Walton, and a number of other members from his logging crew, on November 5th, 1975. They were working a timber stand improvement in a national forest, uh, Apache Sitgreaves, I believe is what it was called, near Snowflake, Arizona, While riding in the truck with six other co-workers, they allegedly encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering above the ground, and this was approximately, I think they said, uh, 110 feet away from them. So, quite a ways. Uh, I mean, it's not super far, but it's far enough. And this thing was making a high-pitched, buzzing sound. Walton said that after he got there, he just felt this impulse to jump out of the truck and run towards the object yeah they hadn't even stopped they hadn't even really stopped yet he was really moving (laughs) uh now i've i've seen him make statements as to we got about halfway there before he realized what the heck he was doing right but you know it's it's really strange i think about like what would i do if i saw this situation i would have some trepidation i would have a little bit of fear but i would want to get out of the car i don't know why but i I feel safer out of the car in that type of situation. This is a big logging truck, uh, pickup truck. The other six men uh, s- stayed in the vehicle. Travis just ran up to this object, and then as he approached the object, if you listen to Travis give his, his statement in, in later years, he basically says, you know, I realized that I was running up to this thing and kind of shifted off to the side to kind of squat and hide behind uh something Mm -hmm. because he knew that they'd obviously seen him and a light beam came out and nailed him this knocked him unconscious uh now in in later statements he says that he thinks he got too close to this thing and the beam itself really didn't knock him out that there was something else before it but it was a it was a Tightness in the chest, and and it just stopped him dead in the tracks, terrifying the other men. So they beat feet. They didn't right. even stick around. They, kind
3: of not great friends. Like, oh, Floyd went gas. down. Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> at mean, some point, though, you get to that We're like right.
2: you're looking out for number
0: one. At some point, you and gotta
1: be faster than yeah. the slowest man.
0: <laughs> so, so I I, I I know we're on a limited time here, but let's let's really look at this. We're out driving around, and we see a UFO. You jump out and run up to it. Then you'll believe in it. <laughs> if that happens, I might change my story. Yes. but then a light beam knocks you out, and I see that they've got you. I w- what am I going to do? Deuces. The best thing to do is what? I got to save the rest of my crew. Mm-hmm. Right. A so like even well, <laughs> put it on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that TikTok. Back then they didn't have that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. So the best thing to do was just get out of there. Mm. I, you know, now I that guy's lost. Right? Yeah. He got he he made mistakes, all right? It's time for me to save the rest of my crew. Mm-hmm. So, as someone who has served in in the military, that would be the thought for me. He's that guy's cooked, man. Yeah,
2: why lose 6 when you can only lose 1, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll figure out what the heck's going on later. What am I going to do? Get out and attack this thing with chainsaws. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like a great B-movie. So, I mean, it's 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 really one of those situations where, yeah, we can sit here and say, why'd they abandon him? But if you really look at the situation, what was the wisest thing for that crew boss to do? Mm-hmm. Save the rest of his team. Um, so, anyway, the other six men, frightened, uh, drove away. Walton says that at that point, uh, he awoke in a hospital-like room. Okay, so equipment. And and stuff around him. And he was being observed by three small bald creatures. And he says that when he kind of got his bearings about where he was at, he reached over and grabbed the first thing that he could get a hold of. And that he figures it was something like a test tube. It felt Mm -hmm. test (laughs) tube but he tried to break it and it wouldn't break because he thought, you know, like the old beer bottle in the bar. (laughs) Ram, all right, come at me, man. But this object wouldn't break, so he just kind of thrusted it towards him and kind of drove him away. Uh, these creatures left the room, and then a human figure walked into the room, but this human figure had a like a space suit on with a helmet, and this figure would not talk to him no matter what Walton asked because he figured, you know, this guy is one of me and is going to understand what I'm talking about, but this figure would not answer him. Uh, Walton then says uh, he found himself walking down a highway five days later. Uh, He would remember some other things later on um, because that one figure basically led him through the hallway to a room where there were three other human figures who would not talk to him. They wouldn't uh, answer any of his questions. They basically laid him down on a bed and put a mask over his face, and he passed out. All of a sudden, he's walking down this highway. The UFO is, is leaving, and that's what he remembered. Walton was missing for five days and six hours. After days of searching with scent dogs and helicopters, uh, Walton appeared near Heber, Arizona. Now, this case received, at the time, uh, as much mass media as, as we could produce. Um, and and it remains as one of the biggest abduction stories uh, that's out there. They did make a movie about this later on uh, in, I can't remember the year. 93, I think. It was not 93. <clears throat> yeah. but But the thing of it was, they heard Walton's story wasn't it, good enough it wasn't good enough yeah. so they actually hired a writer to come in and make this much more of like a horror movie mm-hmm. um, you know when you watch the movie it's completely different from what Walton says happened on that ship you know I if I remember correctly because it's been years since I watched it because as soon as I learned that they changed everything my interest was gone right um, they're you know jamming things in his eyes they're jamming things <laughs> Pouring down his, his throat goo down <laughs> in their their mouth. yeah they're just doing these terrible things uh and nothing like that actually happened when he was up there um you know walton would talk later about how he thinks these beings actually probably saved his life more than likely in in his opinion He got too close to this ufo and whatever propulsion system it uses is what knocked him out and then the beings aboard that craft basically said you know like when we hit a deer right Uh, crap we got one you know well we can't just leave it laying here yeah we gotta do something someone somewhere said well get him up here And we can fix it. And and he believes that's exactly what happened, that he was the one who made the major mistake, not the aliens. They weren't looking to steal him because they had him, but they still dropped him off on some remote area and just let him walk home after five days. And maybe it takes five days for whatever technology they have to fix whatever he'd done to himself. Well, he had actually at one point said he thought
3: it may have been like a cardiac issue Mm -hmm i personally believe it was probably radiation poisoning
0: it may have been yeah there's there's no reason you know not to think that and then based on like some of the things that you've Mm -hmm. found some of the research that they did later on it really does support that idea um now there have been of course loud critics to all of this okay uh and 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 this is somewhat long but the fact of the matter is they think this is where travis got his story so his critics say that in 1964 during a hypnosis session barney hill told a psychiatrist a story about having been abducted by aliens now remember this is what 11 10, years earlier yeah 11 years earlier so modern uh, uh psych uh, psychiatric consensus is that hill experienced what they call false memory syndrome uh, in which therapy methods such as hypnosis lead to these false mer- memories. You're basically being guided by somebody to remember something that never actually happened. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty controversial. That's why we don't just rely on hypnosis and k- k- court cases. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, in 1975, on October 20th, uh NBC actually aired the UFO incident, a made-for-TV movie inspired by this Hill event. Okay. And it starred James Earl Jones, Darth Vader himself. Ooh. The film aired two weeks before Travis Walton would be kidnapped.
2: And Mike Rogers, his employer who was driving the truck, watched that special.
0: Exactly. And so dun, critics dun, dun, believe that maybe they got up there, they were BSing throughout the day and thought Let's pull a hoax. Right. <laughs> Let's make some money. And and that everybody was in on this. Now, Walton's account shares some commonality with some other alien abduction uh, claims that have been made after such stories appear in film, TV. Uh, an individual by the name of Susan Clancy argued that it was the film that influenced walton and the others to to take these measures and she also Mm. noted that the general rise in alien abduction claims follow the showing of the ufo incident so they're not the only ones if this is what they did uh there's also been a couple other uh very famous cynics and critics come forward and try to punch holes in his story so it's not like this hasn't been looked at this has been really really looked at oh of any story this is the most scrutinized story Mm, i think so Mm -hmm. uh it's it's most widely known um i i'm i'm not big on polygraph tests they can be Falsified, and you know, the yeah, kind
2: of, you got to take them with a grain of salt. I mean, you they're, really they're not totally worthless, but you can't prove anything one way or the other with them.
0: Exactly. Didn't
1: they take a whole bunch of them and then pass some? They
3: passed them? all of them. Passed them the first time. There was only, I think, one guy that and failed. it was inconclusive. It, it, it wasn't inconclusive. A fail. Yeah, inconclusive.
0: But yeah. Walton
2: himself took one and failed it. And the guy who took it said it was the worst case of deception he'd seen in his twenty years of administering these tests. He took another one later on, but I don't think you can trust that one because he dictated what questions would be asked in that one. Yeah. And I don't think you can I mean that that invalidates it, I think. Another skeptic. Yeah. Well,
0: and other skeptics have stepped forward and said, you know, when he takes those, he's using techniques to cheat. Like holding it. his breath. Holding your breath yeah. is a big yeah. one.
1: Yeah, you can
2: you can Research beat those, those machines yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is even at the best all they do is tell you whether or not the person believes what they're saying it right. doesn't actually tell whether it's true or not right but if you believe that you saw a ufo And you say you saw ufo you're gonna pass the test absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. because it's based off i mean this entire polygraph is based off of uh these minuscule slight changes in in your breathing heart rate in your heart rate uh as you're talking about these things and that's what always got me about polygraphs right just being sat down to take a polygraph is going to make somebody nervous right yeah yeah. so yeah Yeah. where's your baseline well that's kind of why
2: they they ask a bunch of Irrelevant questions. Right. What kind of Yeah, to establish Which the baseline. Steve might
3: not get. <laughs> <And> actually, <laughs> of
2: the six witnesses, the, the polygraph tests they took had four relevant questions. Three of the four dealt with whether or not he'd been killed or injured because yeah. they thought foul play maybe. Only one dealt with a UFO, and mm-hmm. it was, did you see one? And they said, yes, we saw one. Yeah. So that's the only question in that whole And they're thing. all
1: gonna say yes to that. And, and
2: five of the six passed that one, the sixth one was inconclusive. So
0: And wasn't the individual who got the inconclusive reading, wasn't he the youngest one? I think that's I think correct. Correct. Yeah. and, and yeah. he was if and I'm sure, you know, if someone out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was also the one that was the latest to come and talk to the sheriff. Uh, I think the sheriff actually had to take steps to make this kid come in and have a conversation with him. He was avoiding the interview. And again, the interview by the sheriff was not, was he abducted by aliens? Uh, the That's where's the, the body? Where's the body? <laughs> right, yeah. 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 You know, you yeah. guys obviously wanted to get rid of this dude. Mm-hmm. And after five days and the dogs can't find anything, I mean, we got an issue. And and if I was law enforcement, I wouldn't believe that an alien picked anybody up either. I think we got to go up there and find this individual. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody did exactly what they were supposed to do in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, I wasn't personally involved in any way. We can only really look at this thing you know, after yeah. it's done. But. Well, the
2: thing about this is there's there's really no physical evidence at all. It's all someone's word against someone else's word and oh, it's, just it's, who do you believe?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's basically what we're dealing with. Now, Walton sticks to his story to this day um 30 you know he's written books so he has made money off mm. of this they they paid him for his story to make fire in the sky and
2: did he get anything off the movie rights like I, that?
0: I think he may have but i'm not totally sure yeah, on on it. that because they did change it quite a bit but it's still travis walton The like it's fire in the sky the travis walton mm-hmm. story if mm-hmm. i remember correctly so he has to be making money somehow um and you know if 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 i went through this i don't i don't know what i would be able to tell people first off i'm gone for five days so you you have to have an explanation about where you're at right <laughs> right yeah you, i mean he was married i think and and so what are you going to do just tell your wife no nah, i was just hanging out <laughs> up in the forest for five days you're going to have right. to come clean That something happened. So even if you wanted to keep this whole UFO alien experience to yourself, you're not going to because the sheriff has just conducted a massive investigation to find you and spent, I don't know how much money to get this done. You're going to have to say something. So even if he did want to keep it quiet, he wouldn't have been able to.
3: No, he has to come up with an explanation somehow. But the funny thing about that is the rest of the crew, they didn't make money off of it. Yeah. I mean, they've done interviews and whatever. And one of the guys that was part of that crew was actually, at the time, offered $10,000 by one of the guys to just say, it's it's not true. So we can debunk this, everybody can go home, whatever. He said he had, had been having financial hardships and $10,000 in 75 was a lot of
0: money. Yeah, it was. That's a lot. It's still a lot of money. <laughs> right. yeah.
3: It's a lot of money today. <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. I mean, he's stuck to his story. So these other guys, if anything, it's kind of ruined their lives to stick to this story. If it wasn't true, would you stick to it? Yeah. Would you let it ruin your life for the next 40 years?
0: I mean, think about it. You would think that someone would have come clean by now Someone you would think, yeah, would it, it
2: depends on what's more important though yeah, uh, what's if important to them. if you are needing money that's pretty important uh but also the thing that makes this story what it is is that they've stuck to it yeah. mm-hmm. if they come out and say hey, now that we made the whole thing up then it just blends into the whole mess of all the other hoaxes out there and it's forgotten yeah this one continues to live as long as they stick to it And there's always potential for something like a movie or something else to come out of it. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: do they want that? Like, do they want it just to stay and that's why they're not?
2: And and that alone could be worth something, you know? Hey, I'll die with this thing, you know, attached to my name and people will remember me. Yeah. That might be worth more than money.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe. And it might be. But seven? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. You know, there's there's an old saying that, uh, you know, what is it? uh, Three keep three people keep a secret if two are dead.
3: <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah, and even then it's tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so
2: yeah, that that does lend credence to it. Like, are they all in cahoots for the same motivation? That's pretty rough. That's that's
0: pretty rough. So let's look back at this uh, because they did return to the site, didn't they, Aaron? Mm-hmm, they did. It, so as you said, 1975, shortly after the initial
3: report of Travis. Going missing, law enforcement investigators and other officials reportedly found anomalous readings. Let me try anomalous readings again <laughs> wow. um, on radiation detection equipment. This is where it kind of gets a little bit weird. This led to speculation that the UFO sighting and Walton's disappearance might have involved some sort of radiation exposure. So the scientific measurements of radiation detected at the UFO site depended varying on the sources and accounts. Different reports had uh, provided some conflicting information regarding the readings obtained because they used Geiger counters and some other radiation detecting equipment, all of which though did show heightened radiation levels. So something happened. <clears throat> so something happened. Interestingly, they went out and did some other research outside of this at Roswell in New Mexico. It was the first <laughs> kind of big alien crash. Um, They used Geiger counters and similar other devices and showed elevated radiation at Roswell as well. So if you fast forward 39 years, in 2014, Ben Hansen met Travis Walton at the site of the UFO abduction in the National Forest. And while they were investigating the clearing, they noticed something odd about the tree stumps there. That in the 1975, tree ring that correlated to that year it had more space facing where the ufo abduction took place than it did on the other side and that was continuously around the entire clearing every tree ring that faced that clearing was thicker than the ones on the opposite sides of that
0: meaning a boost in growth boosting growth on mm-hmm.
3: that side that you're alone now was it a heavily wet you know, spring or something that could have contributed to it? Possibly, but they think that it could have been radiation. So again, Ben Hansen um, uh, attributes this deformity to a great amount of growth on that side of the tree, which he put down to radiation emitted by the UFO. He started researching a bit and he said that he found a couple of studies that happened after Chernobyl in the meltdown. And the studies that he found Uh, The trees growth was exponentially greater than during any other period of time prior to the meltdown So I fact-checked that So I went and I looked up, you know, what what happened to the trees and vegetation in the area after the Chernobyl nuclear disaster so in 1986 They did in fact find that there was a significant impact on the surrounding trees in the affected area the release of the radioactive radioactive materials, particularly the isotopes of iodine, cesium, and strontium, Mm -hmm. I believe it is, uh, resulted in the contamination of the soil and vegetation. One of the most anomalous findings was morphological and in that the trees had mutations, such as deformed or dwarfed branches, abnormal leaf development, and changes in coloration. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, the trees near the Travis Walton site exhibited growth anomalies or unusual characteristics such as accelerated growth, abnormal branch patterns, and alterations in foliage.
2: Hmm.
3: Kind of sounds familiar. I don't really believe in coincidence. With that though, there is not an ongoing scientific investigation of that area to monitor the growth rate of the trees around where the UFO site was. And most of them now are stumps, they've been taken. So they're not going to grow anymore. So is that conclusive evidence? Yeah, I don't think so. But is it interesting that you've got correlation between Chernobyl, this, the growth patterns of the trees, it it lends more credence to the story of higher radiation where it's just located in that area. Yeah. They took readings in other places, found nothing. So very localized.
2: It's very but, localized. But
3: highly radioactive. Yes event of some sort and that's why I think he got too close they're used to dealing with it the aliens you know it'd be like Floyd don't stand out behind the car and breathe in the exhaust (laughs) like I mean they know things that we know (laughs) right yeah he doesn't know he gets blasted with this massive amount of radiation and they're like well we can fix that but we gotta take him
0: it's gonna take a couple days right but we can get him up here yeah and and you know as far as we know uh you know with people gone missing and stuff like that uh which we've covered on here before and the idea that you're just taken
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know without any kind of explanation dogs can't
3: find anything they said that they couldn't find a footprint from after where he was to where anywhere else
0: yeah yeah
3: there were which, no footprints leading back out of there
0: which is pretty odd right like and I'm not saying, like, oh, there it is. There's, there's <laughs> you know, the- it, it's,
2: it's all the pieces of evidence that you have to consider, though.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and a lot of evidence exists that something happened out there. And, you know, his story may be pretty far out there. But at the same time, if you were really trying to get attention, do you think that's the story that you would have come up with? You know, I was led from this room to that room by a guy who wouldn't answer any co- of my questions. Uh, but he was human. He introduced me to three other humans who wouldn't talk to me either. Why why 3? Why not 5? Why not there was a whole civilization a whole roomful, up there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. why not just one? Um, and I'm saying yeah, you know, maybe they did pick a random number just off their top of his head, but but it just it there's strange Parts of the story. Well, and he
3: he later under hypnosis, when he started putting more of the story together through the use of hypnosis, said they went down this corridor and he went through this room and the UFO was there. He actually saw the craft that picked him up. That were there. So that tells me that whatever he was in was much, much the mothership, Mm -hmm. I guess, right? You know? Yep. And that's an interesting detail. It's not like they took me in this spaceship, and this is where all this stuff happened. No, I was in a much larger craft, and I saw two others,
0: one of which probably picked him up. Yeah. And, you know, if if I was an alien, I wouldn't be going down to Earth. I don't know what germs you guys have got down there so (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't leave my ship yeah (laughs) yeah i would i would get out the tic-tac and i would get my little (laughs) biological drone
2: well that's what Mm -hmm. we do
0: right we send our robots out
2: first right yeah Yeah.
0: always yeah uh and and so that's that's what i would have done maybe those you know when it comes to the greys interacting with uh uh, humans because this isn't the only alien alleged alien abduction story where a human Mm-hmm. Is the figure. You know, ultimately I was introduced to someone who looked like us. Tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. That's usually That's usually what, it's they, look usually like. <laughs> what they look like. And yeah.
2: Steve, guys or some of them meaning to tell you. <laughs> yeah.
3: Not this episode, I maybe later
0: it. on. I knew it. How else can you keep <laughs> a radio station running without any formal education? <laughs> right. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, this this Gives, uh, you know, credence, I guess you could call it, to theories that we've talked about openly about what if the humanity itself is actually not originally from Earth. What, right. What if we are, you know, what if we were a group of people that they were like, man, they can't get along with anyone. Yeah. And so let's just go put them on this backwater mud ball. <laughs> yeah, out it's, there. it's the
2: B-Arc from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's
3: the... It's the Australia.
0: You know, it was, it was the <laughs> <Yeah>. prison <laughs> continent,
3: essentially, or the
2: prison planet. To yeah. me, that's actually the, the only explanation that makes any sense. Because otherwise, why would they look like us at all? Exactly. I mean, yeah. If it's an intelligent life that evolved on its own, on a different solar system, there's no way that they would evolve anywhere close to the way we
0: did. No, no. agreed. Agreed. Because even, even if we end up going to other planets... Okay, they have said, "Well, give it two or three generations on that other planet, based off of, you know, air pressure, based off of uh, atmosphere, based off of gravitational pull. You're not going to look human. Right? You're going to be right. something completely different.
2: And that's just in a couple of generations, starting off looking the same. Exactly. If you just start off from atoms and whatever, and you evolve all the way to an intelligent life form." Yeah, you're gonna take a totally different path.
0: Absolutely, uh, and and there's no reason why anything that looks like humanity would ever pop up anywhere else.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So, <laughs> right.
0: uh, Madison, what do you think? Like, I can already tell. Do you. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to ask? But but so honestly, <clears throat> making up a story like this mm-hmm. uh, to get attention, you know, crazy. Did it happen? Tell me.
1: I Well, you said he was gone for five days. Five days. Five days is a good time to make up a story. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it gives him a lot of time.
1: Mm-hmm. And if he was up there with all of these guys, you said they were, it was like a crew of them. They had time to talk with each other about like, well, oh, they played, yeah, and we wa- they watched that movie. But then he was gone for five <laughs> days. So he had time to perfect the story that they all came up with. And had time to do all of the things that said been yeah. Thought of the small details so that it was original and not.
0: Avoiding scent dogs, though. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah.
2: Like where if where was he for the five days? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I, who knows.
0: Now, see, that's the deal. So let's say we're driving out. We come up with this cool story. We pick a spot. I drive down the road. I drop you off you don't go to the forest you go to abandoned building for five right Mm -hmm. and so they're up there looking around they're trying to find this body they think and you can't find anything there's no evidence well it's because he was never there (laughs) right yeah you know but they did find his footprints leading in and the
3: spot that he got taken from Mm -hmm. so unless you back those footprints out because they didn't find any lead. Now,
0: yeah, I I would imagine it's got to be pretty perfect if you're trying to back out of something, right. right? Like that would be hard to fake. That'd be really hard to fake, and and so there. I mean, it's it's tough to go either way. Huh? Mm-hmm.
2: A few issues I have. Um, well, first of all, you know, it had to be humans at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that. Um, uh, beings traveling from other solar systems would need spacecraft to do it. I think you know, based on what we know about traveling those kind of distances, it's going to involve something that y- a machine is not going to get you there. Yeah. So uh, the fact that there's often machines involved kind of makes it seem a little suspicious right. to me. Right.
0: Uh, um, you're going to have to bend space. Yeah. And I and I know that sounds, you know, absolutely crazy to some people out there, but the fact of the matter is, is the theory is sound. Um, if we just had a mechanism um, of some sort that could bend the space around it, because it can be manipulated, we've seen mm-hmm. space be manipulated. It's quite, I mean, gravitation, uh, gravitational pull is a manipulation of space. Um, you know, look at a black hole. It's an ultimate space manipulator. But if somehow we could figure out how to do that ourselves, then great distances could be... Mm-hmm. Could be traveled in the blink of an eye. Uh, yeah, you, you're not going to jump into your radio flyer and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> push yourself across and the galaxy. The distance, it's yeah. just too much. Yeah, yeah. And and we've got this this terrible, terrible rule discovered by Einstein that nothing <laughs> right. can you know go faster than the speed of yeah, light. Unless
2: you want to turn it into energy. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. So if there's a way to do that, maybe, but. And, and, and,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs>
3: I'm gonna leave
0: that right where it's at.
1: And to conclude the show, yeah, I, it, it's
0: just you know, there's there's so much improbability about travel. But then again, if we look at ancient civilizations today, if we go back to Rome, you got a cell phone in your pocket. Yeah, it's that's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, not even to, comprehensible at all. No, yeah. absolutely. If you
1: go back twenty years ago and yeah. things were
0: mm-hmm. comprehensible. And it's just it's absolutely crazy. So there's a lot of stuff that we don't know and I think you know as human beings our existence in the universe is probably pretty small in the time frame, you know, we're we're probably the new kids on the block if we're if there is life out there.
2: Yeah. And our, and our sphere of knowledge is pretty small.
0: Absolutely uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think talking about this specific incident um you know obviously they passed the polygraph tests saying that they saw a UFO. But but these are people, I, I think his brother Dwayne was one that mm-hmm. said, uh, I've been seeing them for years, 10, 12 years. I've been seeing UFOs out here.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, I think even there was a, a moment where they had agreed, he and his brother, that if they ever saw one, that they would try to get as under it as they possibly could, which may explain
0: why he ran, why he yeah. ran
2: to it. So, I mean, and his mom, I think when... Um, she was told, hey, he's missing. He's been abducted by aliens. She's like, yeah, well, that's kind of the way things, things go. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, we, they've been seeing them forever out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I think his dad was uh, was pretty into that stuff as well. So this whole family would be kind of in, inclined to
1: Engulfed in all of that. see
2: a light yeah. and think, oh, it's a UFO. Right. If it's some sort of radioactive thing, even if it's not a UFO, they're going to say, yeah, that's a UFO.
0: Now, see, that's something I can identify with. Because, yes, I would have trepidation, and I'll just admit it, fear, absolutely. But I'd want to know. I think my curiosity, and I've you know i never faced this situation, but I like to think that my curiosity would get the better of me. I would want to get as close as I could to that thing. Would you want to get inside of that thing?
1: you guys never seen a horror movie
0: like, <laughs> at all. there's one called fire in the sky yeah, I think
2: yeah. so.
1: like they're like oh or it's that uh commercial where they're like we should we need to go hide in the chainsaws yeah. why can't we just go hide in the running car that's what you guys are all it's, going to the chainsaws i'm yep. going to the car
0: but at the same time you know it, yeah in that because situation, i would figure my life's ruined anyway right that's the thing in Sorry, that situation if you've got
2: minutes left to live yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it, why not just go for it?
1: Get that hot dog and just go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Have your last hot dog. Yeah.
0: It's, it's just, you know, Aaron, what, yeah, honestly, go. like you, you think about that. If you think about if you saw one that was 100 feet in the air, right off the side of the road, what would you do?
3: Oh, I'd go. Yeah. I would go. Mm. Yeah. I, I would go. I would try and get as. Maybe not as close as I could to it, but close enough for a really cool selfie. No, uh, but a pic for the TikTok. For the the, yeah, the TikTok. Um, it's like a Boston accent. I yeah, say. The TikTok. Hey, the TikTok over there. Uh, I would get. I might take a selfie though, just to be like, I, see, I'm here with it, um, holding
0: today's newspaper. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. You would need to do that kind of hmm. stuff. Kind of looks like a little bit of a setup. <laughs> Would I want to be abducted by it? No, I don't think so. I mean, you hear these fantastic stories of people that were abducted and taken to a different planet and, like, showing around and stuff. And they're like, hey, you can go home now. That sounds cool. but And I don't think that they're necessarily, like, malevolent. I don't think that they're bad. I don't think they are either. But, you know, you also hear the stories about the probings don't want that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want the probing either. No, I'd who, pass who on would? that. Who well, yeah. would? But if, 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 if you knew that they were friendly, yeah, totally, I would go.
0: Well, you I'd know, check it out. you got to think about this. I'm sure they're just like us when it comes to not everyone's good. Right. You know, so the people who get caught by the probers, I feel bad <laughs> probers, for them. Right. You know? <laughs> the probers. Yeah, those are mischievous ones. So. If, it's, if it's true, yeah. I feel bad for them. But maybe it's that idea, you know, where that scientist is looking at them going well it's just a dumb animal Mm -hmm. and i need to know about this dumb animal because to them i'm sure that's exactly what we are you know look crows have the intelligence i think of like a around a seven-year-old kid they're super smart but are they animals yeah yeah. they're just another animal in the kingdom right so even though they can solve complex puzzles make tools how do we treat them Mm -hmm. you know and and i'm sure an a a life form from another planet with a vast knowledge of millions of years beyond ours would probably address us the same way you know you've got the people like my wife who works over there at the shelter where she's like we're going to fix this guy we're going to get him up here in the ship we're going to make him better because we're the ones who irresponsibly parked in the damn forest (laughs) right right Right. and he wandered into the and he wandered in the exhaust because he doesn't know any better we do, so we're going to fix this. And then you got the people who are like, I don't care. Right. (laughs) I hit a deer and I'm leaving it right where it's at. Continue on as if nothing happened. It's it's just another human, man. Right. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, they got too many of them anyway. We're not even going to call that in. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: You got like the Tommy boys who like put it in their car. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. That that explains all the stories. Yeah. So and and, you know, if, if they are there, if we don't have a shared backstory, which sometimes I really think that we do, um, that's my theory, anyway. We, we have a shared backstory. Uh, but if they don't, then they're going to be just as curious about us as we are about them. Imagine flying around the universe, okay? You're an advanced civilization, and you can't find anybody out there. That's a very lonely feeling, especially since, look, we can travel great distances, and I'm still not finding anyone, and then all of a sudden you find this muddy little blue planet, <laughs> and there's just these individuals on it that are running around. Uh, wow. That's a major discovery. Let's you go know? find out what. Let's they're doing. go find out what they're doing. Let's check them out. Let's see how they're coming along. We would do that, mm-hmm. and so I would expect that an advanced society would do that as well. Mm-hmm. And accidents are going to happen. Right. How many drones have we lost? How many missiles have we lost? You know. So yeah, Joey took the UFO out for a spin. <laughs> Joey didn't come home. You know. It's it's pretty nasty. You've got not just Roswell. You've got situations that have happened in Brazil. Oh, all over the planet. To where people have said, you know, a, a mass incident in Brazil. It's Brazil's Roswell, baby. There's a whole crowd that said, not only did we see the damn craft, we watched the guy crawl out of it and hide next to that wall. Everyone who touched that guy... Died of radiation poisoning, by the way. So, there are some other incidences that are not well known, but are well documented that are out there and show the same type of evidence that you put before us here today with the radiation. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it is? What if it's a defense mechanism? You know, what if it's like this is what I put out so that you guys don't touch me? You know, we don't know. So, how close would you get? I'd probably die. i probably would i seriously i because hey man i grew up watching et right mm. you know i'm i'm wandering out there with my finger out you know yeah. and I'm going yeah. make friends with me and, and all he's thinking is this animal's getting too close this animal <laughs> yeah. is getting too close
2: steve with you? i think i would just freeze in, in place and and just watch it until whatever happened happened just observe yeah yeah oh, i don't right. think i'd actually try to get to it or get away from it i just be locked there in and-
0: madison
1: i put that car in reverse and,
0: <laughs> and you're
2: out you're <laughs> gone yeah no I'm picture
1: a, i'm a wuss no i'd be like I'm, bye
2: so I, I would take a picture oh well, yeah if, absolutely if,
1: well if we're talking back then if i didn't have a phone yes i would just boop, go out but if i had my phone today i'd be like all right i'm going go bye-bye now
0: <laughs> and you know it's it's like that uh Those two garbage men in Star Trek 4 where it's like, did you see that? No, and you didn't either. (laughs) Right,
2: (laughs) right, yeah. You know, we're not talking about
0: this, man. You and I will share a beer after we're done. And then it's done. And then it's done. Yeah. And then we're so, over. Because it just ruins people's lives. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that because they are, you know, like, they attack Tra- Travis Walton saying, look, he's made money off of this. Well, it didn't make him rich. Yeah, he, no. didn't, he didn't
2: make that much money.
0: It didn't make him rich. He
2: was paid by the National Enquirer, like, what, a thousand bucks and whatever. I don't the know what he made off
3: the movie. I didn't I didn't look at that. But And he... You know, he goes to like the MUFON conferences and right. stuff like that, yeah. and maybe gets a stipend, but it in no way yeah. improved his life. But then people like us
1: are talking about it, though. And
2: maybe that's worth more to him. I yeah. don't know. Maybe the, the thing that's weird though is the only possible motivation for the making it up that makes any real sense isn't really directly related to him. It's his boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was behind in his contract to clear out mm-hmm. the, the forest there. He had already got an extension. There were five days left in the extension. He was going to lose a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. If something happened and he could claim that his men were too afraid to work there, then maybe he could get out of the contract. But I don't know if he ever did get out of the contract. No, yeah. he didn't actually. And, oh, and really? so, and
3: they, yeah. And they said in, in the follow-up documentary where this happened, where they went back to the site, that that would not have Ended the contract anyway, uh, yeah. so there would have been no compelling reason to even come up with that story. Yeah,
2: and that's the only reason that makes sense to make it up. Yeah, and so that's pretty weak as far as making it up. So I, I think they saw something. Yeah, and what it was, who knows? He's coming he
3: around. <laughs> We're getting <in> there, <laughs> Madison. Madison, <laughs> the next kid. <laughs> well,
2: let me just scoot over closer there. <laughs> uh, we'll put you over here.
0: You know it. It. it it's one of those situations where, like we've talked about before with other myths and other legends, you know, just the idea of having the story itself is pretty cool. Entertaining. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. and, yes. and
0: as as Madison pointed out, yes, we're talking about it. So mm-hmm. therein lies Travis Walton's immortality. He Even will... if
2: he comes out now and says he made it up, I think he's still going to have that. Just oh, it'll it'll tarnish story. the whole thing. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. won't lose it.
0: Right. And like with Bob Lazar, you know, Bob Lazar is another really intriguing case where I honestly believe that somebody that he saw exactly what he saw, Mm -hmm. that he worked on exactly what he worked on. But what do you do with that information now, especially with Bob Lazar, because, you know, in his story, the government's behind all Mm -hmm. of it. That's
2: what I would say. Like if I had to put money on this one, I'd say. It's Arizona, Nevada. There's a lot of empty space out there now. The forest isn't really, really the space where that t- stuff typically happens. But it could be some government thing, yeah. you know, some secret well, thing. That kinda, fifty-one. Yeah, yeah, that he stumbled into that.
0: And and exactly, you know, what if we really do have this technology? What if, you know, the government or some agency within it knows a lot more than than we know, and they're basically just kind of saving it. We're like, okay, well. You know, release the stealth bomber. Let, let them know about the <laughs> yeah, stealth. Yeah, right. give them
2: this little nugget. And that'll keep them occupied for a while while we continue to do whatever we're doing over here. Now,
0: I've, I've never checked on this, but somebody told me that the iPhone was actually invented years and years and years before they released it. But the advances in technology had come so fast that Steve Jobs basically said, trickle it out. <laughs> trickle it out because we can make more money off of trickling it out. If you release all of this tech right now, I've got nowhere to go. If you trickle it out piece by piece, I can make bundles. I wouldn't doubt it. It's, That's what I would do. It's it, not implausible. It's the smartest business sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, so this model is going to have the touchscreen. Well, the touchscreen was invented in a lot farther back than, than we knew, right? right? Yeah.
2: Well, that same concept applies to things like uh, long-running TV shows like soap operas. Just give them a little bit of information, string it out give them a little bit more next time around and just gradually tell the story. Yeah, Yeah, tell the story as long as you possibly can.
0: Or if you just release the Nano, which is the biggest thing in the world and everyone's buying it up and then you're key inventor walks in and says, by the way, I just made all of this absolutely useless right. with this one little invention. No, man, I want to milk this Nano until we're You're done. You're talking about like the iPod? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. did not know what that <laughs> yeah. was. Oh. Yeah. Wow, we've reached a point where she <laughs> yeah. doesn't even know yeah, what an she, iPod uh, Nano she, is. She uh, wow. came out
2: after the uh, iPod. My, nano.
1: my first thing was the iPod Touch. I got that in fourth grade.
2: You know, wow.
0: Madison, you can be really hurtful.
2: Sometimes. <laughs> she was born before the iPhone. Uh,
1: 2002.
2: Yeah, she predates the iPhone by four years.
0: Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were long four years, weren't they? That? <laughs> That's hurtful. Uh, well, Madison, I'll actually give you the last word on this one. What do you think about the phenomenon of all of this?
1: It's entertaining, and it's funny and fun to have like conversations like this because you get to see everyone's angle and then it's fun to see like the evidence and the debunking and I don't know it makes a good show.
2: Yeah, right. so, I think life would be pretty boring without
3: it. Yeah,
1: you're always going to have people telling stories no matter what they are and people are going to believe them or not. And so it's just it's entertaining to see who believes what and who doesn't.
0: And do you think that that's why they exist in the first place, just stories? Yeah. all right you've been watching jackalopes explore